Welcome to Toby Haydock's Who's Round. It's part two of the George Galaccio interview. We ended part one talking about Roger Murray Leach, so that's where we'll begin part two. And uh, I mean, well, he he also worked on um, Revenge of the Cybermen, which was another story where you had an accident because um, Elizabeth Sladen, I think, fell into the water at Wookie Hole and had to be uh, rescued by Terry Walsh. So it, it wasn't plain sailing, Doctor, <laughs> was it? Oh, what, oh what, yeah, that was. Oh, what, what was the one that was done at Wookie Hole? Uh, Revenge of the Cybermen, directed by Michael Bryant. Oh, that was Mar- mm, Michael. Mm. <laughs> Stories about Mark. No. Um, <laughs> Wookie Hole, yeah, because that was another, we had another one, that was the one that um, I was called, uh, I had a phone call, the AFM, I had had to be replaced, because I think it was a girl, she was having, she was spooked out by being in Wookie Hole, mm-hmm. and I had to draw, I had to take an, uh, an um, Russ Corral, who was a relatively new AFM, I had to take, drive him down all the way, you know, down to Wookiee Hole to take over because um, this AFM, she couldn't work down there. She said, you know, it was ghosts. Because of the gone. ghost of Wookiee Hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think the most fondly remembered story of that era is uh, Genesis of the Daleks, which is, you know, the, the obvious handover from Barry Letts to, yeah. to Philip Hinchcliffe because yeah. suddenly the Daleks are, you know, the... Daleks cohorts of people with iron crosses and people get slaughtered in slow motion and David Maloney really, you know, directs mm. the hilt out of it. Yeah. And Michael Wisher as Davros, yeah. who went on to oh, become yeah. a sort of Doctor Who icon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yes, because, I, I mean, I, again, I, I have a, a, a photograph that was taken down the quarry. Um, and there's one photograph that's topless and there's a photograph of me with sort of with my hand sort of inside. Um, with a, you know, because there were the, um, I just think it's a, I, I, I remember somebody put the caption on it, oh, see, so that's what's inside here, is it? <laughs> anyway, but, um, yeah, we, there were the, oh, there was the they, they were so cumbersome, I mean, you know, putting them, they, they, you know, but anyway, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, they still managed to take over the universe. Yeah. <laughs> we, can dis- we can dispense with Doctor Who um, because there's been so much else. I mean, I mentioned Treasure Island, and you you, you worked with Patrick Troughton on that. So having having admired him as an actor, was was he um, to work with him? Was that they they sometimes say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but was was he a good? Actor oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, he 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 actually became a, a friend. In fact, that that drawing in the corner there of my wife mm-hmm. was done by Patrick Troughton. Oh, extraordinary. Um, because Maureen worked with him as a as an act, you know they worked together, and uh, it was while he was in hospital, um, she went to visit him, and he he was bored in, while he was in hospital, and he took up drawing. Wow! And um, and he he did that uh, that pencil drawing of her, and gave it to her. Uh, Extraordinary. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a very beautiful drawing as well. Um. um and so, so anyway, you moved on from Doctor Who. Um, you'd become, you became. Uh... Well, I stayed with 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 um, Barry 
when Barry took over the the Sunday, you know, the, the classic stuff, classic serials, yeah. I, you know, I st- I worked with that. Was, I spent, you know, that's what I, you know, took over with him. Yeah, and um, and so, but but I mean, had had your ambition because you you, I mean, you follow your career. You climbed the ladder. You you went yeah. from one job to another job. Had had had, and whereas some like Margot, for example, stayed. Uh, as 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 a production, had you always had a vision of of being being more in oh, charge? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, you know. I actually, um, I, I mean, it was because my the first thing I produced was um, um, Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. With Martin Potter. By, well, actually, before that, but by default, I'd actually been doing the classic film, and he. You know, it was one of my other mm-hmm. <laughs> other programs I was looking after, um, because I it, I was I was working with John McRae was the the producer of them, and um, we were working on ballet shoes in the North Stratfield, and John. Well, it was all very mysterious. Uh, I, I mean, at the time. John, I think John basically had a nervous breakdown. I mean, it was all, you know, it was a bowl behind closed doors. So I was asked to continue, you know, with ballet shoes. He had gone, there was no producer. So, and because of that, the next programme in that slot, um, and there wasn't a producer for it, in a sense, I was given the opportunity to produce that. Uh, and it was, um, it was, the idea was to do Robin Hood. And um, it was six part, which, which, which I did. So that was my, that was officially my first, you know, producing job. I mean, I hadn't. Um, um, I mean, that was quite a, an, an interesting uh, experience. Um, I had my, my my script editor was David Snowden. I mean, who's you know, who went on to become, you know, he became a producer as well. And David, um, and because he was from, <laughs> David was really from plays. And I mean, at that time, the great snobbery that was going on in the BBC in terms of plays department, but it was when there was three departments. Plays department were the, you know, they were the, the great ones and all that, or from their point of view. Us and, you know, in serials, we just, we were, not, we, we were down the road in Shepherd's Bush and you know, nobody, but we were actually, our output was greater than, you know, than, you know we, we, we got the, the viewing figures, they got the, 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 the kudos. Anyway, anyway um, David had come from up the road from the television centre, he came uh, um, But he, I mean, he was, it was, he was okay to work with, but he, you know, it was a bit, he wasn't quite, uh, you know, his, cup of tea doing the, uh, this sort of stuff. But anyway, um, and it was Alistair Bell, uh, I mean actually eventually he, he did back out because Alistair, I was then given Alistair Bell as a script editor who, who, um, who was I mean, bloody good, a very good script and a good writer. Uh, in fact he wrote, he wrote the first episode and it was, it got an Emmy nomination. The the, um, the director I got was not a drama director, not basically a drama director. Eric Davidson.
mad Eric, wonderful man, Eric. Um, documentary, uh, you know, uh, absolute maverick of all time. Um, our idea was to do it, <laughs> not quite as a documentary, but to, you know, to do a real, you know, we didn't want, I, I mean, I particularly didn't want to do, you know, men in green tights and, and, you know, Robin Hood riding through the glen, all that sort of stuff. We, what we wanted to do was to do, you know, try and get a, a reality into it. What, what was the, you know, the real story in our, behind it all together? Um, and, and so Eric was up, really up for that, I mean, you know. Um, and so we, you know, we did that and, and also um, wanted to do as much as possible on film. I mean, it was a studio, basically a studio of film insert, but was a, we managed, I mean, you know, we did a, quite a bit of fiddling money-wise, and actually I managed to get some extra money um, for it. Um, so we put a, a large proportion of it on film, which we filmed in the Forest of Dean. Um, and and with a, a slightly unusual cut, yeah, Martin Potter as Robin Hood. Well, Martin, I mean, had been, you know, he was the uh, the lead in uh, the satirical. Satirical, yeah. I mean, that's what I'd seen him in. I mean, I hadn't <laughs> seen him in anything else. And I thought, well, quite interesting. You know, he's beautiful. I mean, mm. you know, fantastic. Um, plus, you know. So, okay, we went for it. And um, Diane Keane, mm -hmm. um, lovely um, band. And Catherine Byron, yeah. From Black Narcissus. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, such a lovely, lovely lady. And you had William Marlowe as and well. Bill, as Bill Marlowe. But I mean, it, it was a. I thought it was a pretty good cast we we put together. Because um, um, Martin Potter was one of those great. Whatever happened to him? Because yes, he seemed quite. to shine brightly and then then sort of not. Mm. Um, yeah, I know. I know. And and whereas Bill Marlowe is one of those actors that <laughs> seems to do so much work. I know. Yes. You enjoy Was he good to work with? Because he yeah, always okay. seemed to be a very naturalistic actor oh, yeah, with a absolutely. lot of bite to him. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, well, I mean, I like actors. I mean, I, I always have. I mean, um, so I tend to, you know, most actors I, I tend to get on with quite, you know. There haven't been many actors that I haven't, you know, found difficult to, you know, if you, if you get, you know, get at them the right way, you know, mm -hmm. stand them um, so that, you know, that put me on, to, um, so back to Barry and the, the you know, and on the, that strand. But you know, so that was my little moment of glory, mm. <laughs> and then it was back to, you know, back to being a, a, an associate again. Uh, well, one of the other but it had given me the, you know, that sort. Well, yes, I, I quite enjoy this producing bit, you know. I'm quite and how did you differ as a producer from the producers that you'd worked on? I mean, what, what would you say marked you up was your approach as a producer? Well, I, I sort of I picked, I sort of took bits from all of the... <laughs> I took the best, what I thought was the best bits from, from the ones I'd worked with. I mean, you know, I mean my, my, my particular sort of belief is it's the, it's the question of picking your team. It's the people you, um, who you, you know, you put, bring around, you know, it's not, you know, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, it's got to be done my way. I mean, it's a television, 
very much as a team as a team game. I mean, it's it's a collaborative effort. Everybody's creative input is very very important, and often some ideas can come from very unusual quarters. If you allow people to have freedom, you know, to say, well, oh, why don't you, you know, do I think, oh, I never thought of that. And so, if you, you know, get a, a whole bunch of people who feel free and, and, and an environment that allows them to, you know, feel they can express, then that's, that's what makes it work. Well, uh, and one uh, Barry Letts production that you worked on, I think concurrently with Doctor Who, which is before that nobody talks about much is the thing called Moonbase 3. Do you oh, Moonbase! Oh, yeah. Moonba <laughs> oh, Moonbase 3. Yeah. Oh, that was. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yes, that was Barry's. That was Barry's great. I mean, baby, he loved, You know, he wanted to do the idea of it because it all happened. You know, that that was when I met. You know, because we got Patrick Moore in on that one and all this stuff about. Me. <laughs> um, yeah, we um, that we did all. So much. I mean, it was interesting from the special, the visual effects and all that, because we built the the moon base on on the stage in Ealing, um, this little thing, and uh, all the model. It was all model. It was all model work. All the rocket, you know, the various things, and learned a lot about you know trick, the tricks of, uh, and that was where um, now we talk about cameramen. Um, John Walker. John Walker. John. That was when. John was, um, that's when I first, you know, came across John, and, um, and then, because I, I mean, he, for me, he was an absolutely brilliant cameraman, he, he did, I mean, he did most of the Marvels, he did all my islands, I mean, I used John in, after that, most of the time, because um, the thing about John, because actually, I, I got it started on, it was on Bergerac, because the thing about John is, um, he, He's not precious about, you know, I must have this, that. He was, he'd be prepared to do something. If you said, um, you know, this is all we've got, this is the time, and this is the money, you know. Okay, we'll make it work. I mean, he, I think one of the things, one, one time he really turned me, he said, we were in Salisbury, and he said, you want me to light the interior of Salisbury Cathedral in half an hour? I said, yes. He said, okay. <laughs> and we shot inside Salisbury Cathedral for a Bergerac. I mean, he he found ways of doing things. He said it won't be perfect, but it you know it'll work. And that was what I liked about him. It wasn't oh no, I can't possibly do this. You know, he he was always you know, uh, and and I thought they were, looked stunning. I mean, he, he was very clever, very clever cameraman. Um, anyway, that's we've digressed again. Back to Moon Base. <laughs> It's all right, we're allowed. Um, but yes, Moonbase was, yeah. And quite an eclectic cast of Donald Houston and oh, Ralph yes. Bates. I know, I know. Um, Donald Houston was not, uh, he was difficult, he was difficult. I mean, coming from, you know, as a, as a film actor, I don't know, as a film actor, I mean, I think he, um, he was okay, but I mean... I think the feeling when people look at it is that they go, he's, he's a... Uh, He's a failing of the show in the sense that he was he was either miscast or he clearly wasn't comfortable no, or something. He wasn't really comfortable. No, no. I think television. I mean, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't no, I mean, it was it was fun to do. I mean, it was it was 
tried all sorts of stuff, but let's like say it wasn't. Uh, Six weeks and then it was gone. It was gone, yes, I know. But you spent your producing career uh, sort of up to your knees in crime because you did. Certain... Well, yes, I know. I, 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 well, I, I, I've always, I mean, I've always liked detective fiction, crime, you know. I, but yeah, no, I'm, I'd always been a fan of Agatha Christie. Um, so that was, that was, I mean, that was, to me, that was, that was a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> Working on that. Oh, and Joan, and Joan, Joan Hickson. What can I say? I get very sort of emotional about Jane. She was such a wonderful lady. Yeah, yeah, she really was. She, do you think she, uh, you know? I mean, it, it it got towards the end when we, you know, I was determined we were going to do all the books, and um, it got. I had it became the last couple. It was a big job persuading her to go because she she was starting to find it difficult to remember the lines. I mean, um, and and so I mean, we actually <coughs> the thing was we 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 started doing cue card um, you know cue cards um, mm -hmm. with her, which she didn't really need, but they were they were there as a help. So I mean that so you know, but she was. I mean, and also doing the Marple, it was such a wonderful opportunity to cast terrific actors mm. because it got, you know, it got the reputation of, of, of being, you know, something to work on and the actors you could ring up. Oh yeah, of course, the work with Joe and so I mean, I mean, John Gilbert, you know, got to work with John um, and you know, and and just so many, particularly the older. Which I, I mean, I'd first tasted when I was working on the Forsyth Saga as an AFM. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so Marple was, you know, was great. It was just a wonderful, wonderful time of, of work, working with terrific people. Well, you mentioned the Forsyth Saga as well from back in the day. I mean, were you aware then? I mean, that's the sort of thing that you know, my mum goes, "Oh, I remember that." You know, mm. everyone seems to remember the Forsyth Saga. Were you aware then that you were working on something that was no. No, 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 no. It was just no. I mean, it was the thing about it was it was going out while we were still making it. They timed it so that it would, you know, you, it would just. I think it was a fortnight between the last episode going out and being made and going out. And Eric Porter had to go into hospital. We had to do. We did two episodes without him. Shot everything except his bits, um, and then um, when he came back, he then had to shoot all the, the bits <laughs> with, you know. I mean, it was a nightmare for, um, for, for, the, for the other actors, because, you know, they were doing scenes, half of scenes, you know, yeah. and then we do the reverses. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a very worrying point for the BBC, because, I mean, they thought, because it, it was, this was the later episodes, because we were getting close to the end. Um, and um, they thought, well, what's going to happen? We're going to, you know, we're going to hit the transmission point. But Extraordinary. I know. Yeah. I the, the, sh the, the, the sadness is that it wasn't, it wasn't in colour. They, 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 they contemplated delaying it, because the studios hadn't been colourized. They hadn't completely gone over to colour, and um, but they thought no, no, we're going to, you know, we'll just do it. We're doing black and white. 
How many matter how many of the colours the ballad were? I suppose it would have been repeated more then if it had been in colour. If it had been colour, yes, it would. Uh, well, and uh, <laughs> Jersey and Berger, I mean, you took over Bergerac in its, in its final years, yeah. so how do you keep a series fresh that you know, has the same leading man and has a very, very small sort of area to cover. Well, I mean, yeah. in increasingly, Charlie Hungerfoot's mates had to get dodgier and dodgier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 you're, you're right. When I, um, when I first went out to Jersey, on, when I took over, I, I, was, I thought, it's not, it can't be this small. <laughs> I mean, I, we drove around it in, you know, half an hour. And, um, yeah, I mean, it had... I mean, it it was again. It was it was on the on the cuff. Bergerac. There was a possibility it wasn't going to go on because when I took over, um, they they it was only going to be six episodes. I think. I mean, it was a very short. Um, so in a way, it was uh, it was up to me to do something with it to to prove that it, it still had a life in it. Um, I mean, my what my take on it was 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 um, right, the writing, getting. I got a lot of new writers in on it, um, um, and also um, direct different directors. I mean, it was just that approach, you know. Let's get the let's get the script better scripts, um, and 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 slightly younger, more you know, off the cuff. Kind of directors to, and that was that was my approach to it, and then and then also I late and then as after a, a few and then I thought well let's because um, John you know as a sergeant he was getting a bit <laughs> long in the tooth and I mean they were uh, you know come on easy uh, so I thought well let's we were then moved it to, I then moved it into France I gave him a French girl because Louise. Mm -hmm. Was um, Jameson yeah. was you know was the girlfriend, and I, I you know because she because I used Louise in when I did the Omega Factor in Scotland. That's she, right. You know, and then, you know, so, um, I'm a great one for working with people I like. And I yeah, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Jobs for the boys, I suppose. So. No, keep your friends and yeah, um, and. So, and Louise was, she wasn't sure whether she wanted to do, you know, any more. In a way, the trouble with Bergerac is that uh, the game of Charlie Hungerford, um, the storylines, you know, you, you, you start thinking, what can, you know, there's only so much. So, um, but, but Louise agreed, you know, I was going to give her some more interesting stuff to do, and so she did, you know, and then eventually I, I, I killed her off. I, you know, she said, "No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You know, let's have a, a dramatic uh, dying." Um, and then I, so I then gave John a French girlfriend, which allowed us to move over to, to do a lot of stuff in in France. Because I, I thought, well, it's very close. To, I mean, it was very close to France. And we did some. They'd done some connection with France before, mm -hmm. and I thought, well, well, let's just. You could fly from. Jersey to France, it was very, you know, very short. Um, so I, I managed to do a bit of financial juggling and we did a, quite a bit of that. I wanted, I wanted to move actually further south, so we, we ended up in Provence. I mean, that was the whole thing with vineyards and all that. Because it, uh, 
anyway, that that sort of you know kept it going for a minute. But then and then then the final thing was, well, let's make him a private detective. I mean, I I, I I'm not sure whether that was actually a good idea because it it gave us some you know it gave it a different thing. But that was the last you know he'd. Um, he was working as a as a private, but it did allow us to. It did allow me to do give him a bit more freedom, and I, I managed to do. Um, I I was doing again juggling about. I did. I can't. I think it was it was it was also paying for some of the French ones. I did some episodes in. Lo I did a couple of episodes in London. Mm -hmm. I shot them all, and I didn't go to you know. Yeah. So we did them all here. So I saved an awful lot of money. Yeah. I remember one of those with George Baker actually that's and Jack Galloway as that, a that, that one. That's the one I got the letter from Mary Whitehouse about. I'm very proud of that. It was my second letter from Mary Whitehouse. <laughs> I got the first one for the Omega Factor and I got this one for disgraceful Bergerac is now fallen you know, really dark. It's really I mean I was I'm very pleased with that episode. I like that episode. It's a very good episode. Yeah, I remember it very I well. Really Jack yeah. Galloway dying yes, in a yes, you know in the church. In the church, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll read that up. It was a real uh, dark piece, you know. Yeah, that was yes, that was George's one, yeah. All that. Um, well look, I've I've taken up far more of your time than I said I would. Um so um well, oh first the Omega Factor reminds me because that one of the, some of those episodes were directed by a guy did great service Doctor Who behind the scenes and then directed some very difficult Doctor Who stories and was never, I don't think, as I think only did one interview about Doctor Who and that's Norman Stewart. Norman, do you remember Norman? I do know Norman, yes. Norman, uh, Norman was, um, um, he was a, uh, he went, he was at the BBC, he went through the, uh, Norman, um, yes, I gave Norman a chance on the Omega Factor he he wasn't up to the job. I had to take over. I do, I mean I ended up reshooting most of that thing. I mean it was he got the credit for it, but I mean he, he just I mean he went to pieces in the gallery. Um, he was a lovely, lovely man, but and and a very good uh, you know PA and all that, but. Um, um, but as a, I know, he just, he just didn't, he couldn't do, like, you know, television, you know, he couldn't, couldn't know what was going on. And, you know, when I, I mean, he, he, he did, he, because uh, Rod Graham was the head of Big Scotland then, you know, he was the drama head, and when, and when they showed it to him, he said, you know, you can't, we can't, it's, we can't put this out. So I, you know, I, I reshot a whole lot of the stuff quite a lot of the main stuff of that piece. That I, th I think that was his experience on Doctor Who as well, brilliant production, uh, you know, brilliant PA and production yeah, and all that sort of thing, but, yeah. but directing was not his no, bag. not at all. And I think he became a director and then sort of demoted himself, as it were, yeah. and went back to yeah, yeah, what yeah. his strength was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I don't know who he was. Nice to what you know, he was really good, but no, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I suppose, I mean, he just, he just, you know, started directing, and I thought, well, why not? You know, I'll give him a chance. You know, because I, I mean, I've always done that with, uh, given. I mean, I've done that when that was the thing about when you were doing a series of stuff, 
you could always you could always take risks. You could take, you know, and I always did with directors. You could take somebody who perhaps didn't have a track record. And you thought, well, they're interesting. Let's see, because you you know, as I say, I you know, at the last resort, you could. I mean, I could. I would take. I mean, I could step in. I mean, I did it a couple of those nights with a director. Who I didn't do a lot, but they, you know, I would on the filming. I would say, no, sorry, look, just you've got to do it this way. You've got to shoot that, that, that. You know, in order to make the thing make sense. I mean, that. So I mean, uh, that was my only, you know, as working as a director. So I, I, I knew what I was talking about. So and that that allowed you to, you know, play not play these games, but you know, allow other people the chance to do what they could do. Sure. Well, look, as I say, I've, I've taken up more of your time, so let me just do the brief uh, last four brief questions. So, what is there? Are there any highlights of your career that we haven't mentioned? <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, anyway, there's so many. I mean, I've been very. I mean, I've been. I reckon I've been very lucky. I mean, I've done some really work with a lot of really good people. Um, over the years, and, and I've done, you know, the programmes I've worked on, uh, again, uh, I mean, there's, there's a couple of few of them I'm not particularly, you know, looking back on it, <laughs> given it once again, you know, again, I would, uh, you know, trying to do this, something different, but, but no, on the whole, I'm uh, quite happy with it all. And is it true that you were offered um, the producership of Doctor Who before John Nathan well, turned? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll refer back to that book. <laughs> I had that, that conversation with the guy who wrote that book, and um, he said, John absolutely denies it. I said, well, but John didn't know about it. I had a conversation with I had just done The Omega Factor in Scotland, and I came back, when I came back to London, I, I, meet, I had a drink with, I had a drink with Graham, and he said, you know, he said, well, what, you know, what do you want to do, you know, what do you next? And, and, uh, and, he, and he, he did say, he said, I wonder about Doctor Who. So I don't know whether, and as, I, as he says in that book, I don't know whether he was suggesting it or saying, but he did actually say, what about Doctor Who? And I, I said, no, I, I don't want to do that. I mean, I, I said, made my thing. Because he said, uh, it's, uh, he offered me Andrea Newman's um, Mackenzie. And I said, yes, because I, I mean, I thought, well, I wanted to do, I wanted to get away from, you know, spooks and all, you know, science fiction, anything like that. And this was, you know, I mean, it was Andrea Newman. And, this was, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and um, so I, and I thought, no, yes, I definitely want to do that. So no to Doctor Who. And moving away from you, tell me, tell me about your daughter, Anya. Oh, my daughter, yeah. yeah. Yeah, making great waves. Yeah. yeah. What does t for the for because the, the listener might not know, and the list I'm here to educate the listener. <laughs> Worlds beyond Doctor Who. A, a Turner Prize nominee. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh no, um, she she li she lives in America. She she's a professor of fine art at uh, San Diego University. In, in California. Well, we're surrounded by art here, so is art very important oh, in yes, your life? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it always has been. I mean, both um, um, Anya and her brother, they both both were artists. They both showed great promise at, at school and went on, both went on to art college. And, I mean, Anya is one of the, uh, the, 
the Brit, you know, the, the young, the Brit lot. She was Art Goldsmith. She's one of the young YBAs. Yeah. You know, she was there with Damien, and she's part of all that lot. She was part of the first Freeze exhibition and all that. So that's her background. And then, and she's, uh, yeah, no, she's, she's doing very well. And the final two questions are, uh, I always prime you for this at the beginning, uh, because you've kindly given your time for free, and nobody, you have not paid for this, listeners. So, <laughs> so dig deep, please, for George's charity, which is... Well, I think it's called Save the Man. It's um, um, prostate cancer. And the final question, George, you've kindly seen me in the month of Doctor Who's 50th anniversary. Uh, these podcasts are listened to all over the world by people... Who, uh, who enjoy Doctor Who and have done for many years. So what's your message to the Doctor Who fans on this illustrious 50th year? <laughs> oh, just keep watching. Well, uh, for, for more time of yours than I promised to take up, George Gutchin, thank you very much. Thank you. And that was okay for you. No, thank you, that was I mean, brilliant. I, I tend to walk no, there's so much good stuff in there, that's really good, thank you. My thanks to George. His charity is Prostate Cancer, which is prostatecanceruk.org. Prostate Cancer UK, all one word, all small case, dot org. We delve behind the scenes again uh, next time. I've had a lot of feedback about the popularity of these behind the scenes ones, so hopefully that's good news. Uh, with a lady who spans uh, ooh, the early Troughton era to the early McCoy era with lots of gaps in between but plenty of insights she's not been interviewed before here's a sneak peek I think it's easy to knock him but I think it's it actually is hard to think of somebody who would have brought more to Doctor Who at that stage you know with, if you think of the climate in the middle of the 80s and what other drama was going on then you think Doctor Who I'm sure had been on everybody's let's cross it off list for a long time because first of all they were half hours, it was a very unpopular length. Secondly they went out on Saturdays at a funny time and nobody really knew whether that slot was going to hold up or not. Um, the debates about whether even drama should be there at all. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Omega Factor. Omega, the last letter of the Greek alphabet. The end. In this case, the end of scientific knowledge. We are asking you to go further than that end, beyond the end. To the Omega Factor. And further. Big Finish. We love stories.